0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's broadcast, Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. Today, I'm going to discuss with you something that is not actually found in the Bible overtly. What that means is that it's a law that exists in the Bible, but it's never set forth actually in the Bible, like the law of sowing and reaping. The law I'm going to talk to you today about is the law of first mention. The law of first mention is something we find in the Bible. You can sub on the internet, you can look up other YouTube videos about the law of first mention. But what the law of first mention is, is it's a law that basically sets forth the principle that when something is first mentioned in the Bible, that mention of it sets the precedent for how it is to be interpreted throughout the whole of scripture. What that means is, For instance, the first time we see a serpent, he is cunning and he deceives Eve. So throughout the whole Bible, we find that the serpent is cunning and he deceives people and of course he represents Satan throughout the whole Bible. See it was first mentioned in Genesis and then it was mentioned throughout the Bible and if we need to know what that means, we can look back to the first mention of it to find the interpretation of it. The law of first mention sets the precedent for understanding every subject matter and item in the Bible. Why am I mentioning this to you? Sure, it's cool to know this about the Bible so that you can have better skills in your Bible study, but that's not why God had me speak to you today about the Law of First Mention. The Law of First Mention is something that I restricted to the Bible. And I think that most Bible scholars do. And if Christians that are not Bible scholars or Bible teachers know about it, they also restrict it to the Bible. In other words, they only use it when it comes to the scriptures. Well, I got to thinking about that. And the Lord really showed me something that is going to change your life. If you listen to me, if you'll apply the truths that I'm about to tell you, if you will examine your heart, you will understand how the law of first mentioned affects you and has affected you your entire life. Let's, for a second, look at the other laws that are presented in Scripture. I'm not going to turn to them, but I'm just going to present them to you, okay? How about the law of sowing and reaping? We know that this is a law. We know that everything. In Genesis, God said, as long as there's an earth, there's going to be seed time and harvest. In other words, there's going to be sowing and reaping. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says there's a time to sow and a time to reap. So we know that sowing and reaping is a law, biblically. We know that it applies to food, like you can put seeds in the ground and then you reap a harvest. We know also that it applies to money. We know that it applies to whatever you give out, you get back. In other words, however you treat people, that's how they treat you. The world calls it karma. This is sowing and reaping. This is a biblical law. But just like the law of sowing and reaping, it exists outside the plane of the Bible. What I mean by that is that law, the law of sowing and reaping, transcends the pages of scripture and comes right into your life. Why does it do that? Why did God design it that way? He designed it that way so that we can take advantage of it, so that we can use it for our benefit. In other words, if the law of sowing and reaping only existed in the Bible, then it wouldn't do us any good to plant seeds in a garden, right? Because if the law of sowing and reaping didn't exist, then the seeds being in the garden would be an absolutely moot and pointless activity. So we see that with the law of sowing and reaping, It exists outside the plane of the scriptures. So the law of first mention, which is what we're actually speaking about today, also exists outside the plane of scripture. Now I told you that the law of first mention sets the precedent for how a thing is to be interpreted throughout the whole of scripture, how it's supposed to be understood. God did that on purpose so that we can go back and we can look at where it came from and we can discover what it means in the end. In other words, in Genesis, like I used the serpent before, we see the serpent as Satan, as being evil and wicked and deceptive, we see a serpent again in Numbers as killing a bunch of people, we see a serpent up on a pole as being the death on the pole. We see a serpent in Revelation being the dragon, being Satan, that evil one of old. We see all of that, and it's all because God set it up to be that way in the Bible. Now, this law of first mention transcends the Bible. What that means is that when you first discover something, that's what it's going to mean to you forever. Let that sink in for a second. I'll give you an example when I was younger I put my father on a pedestal in my heart he was a cowboy he was tough he was sturdy physically strong and I thought that he could do anything physically that he set his mind to because he was so powerful so from then on I thought every cowboy that I ever came across was just as powerful physically as my dad, just as tough as my dad. Of course they weren't. But what happened was when I discovered that they weren't as physically strong as my dad or as powerful or as talented on the back of a horse as my father was, then I was offended at them. Why? Because in my heart, the law of first mention had taken root. In other words, how I saw my dad is how I saw all cowboys. And if they didn't measure up to that standard, then I discounted them as not equal or not good enough. Okay, so it's the same thing with everything in your life. Have you got anything in your life the first time that it was mentioned to you, that it was brought into your understanding, it was a good thing and it turned out to be a bad thing? I'll give you another example, alcohol. The first time I drank, I was um, over 21 when I got intoxicated for the very first time. And of course, I'm not recommending intoxication whatsoever, but what I'm telling you is, up to that point, I was so staunch and so sober-minded, so serious all the time, I almost couldn't crack a joke because I was constantly, constantly serious and everything meant something and everything was deep and important and big, well then I had a a couple of drinks. Of course I hadn't ever drank in my life, and when I did, I hit a level that I had never hit, of course, before, and all of that seriousness went away, and I became extremely funny, and people could talk to me without me making a big deal out of everything they were saying, and so people really, really liked me for that, and so what happened was, the first time it was introduced to me, alcohol, It was a positive experience for me. And then later on, after that, of course, I kept trying to get that positive experience and it never came back. Why? Because it was an addiction. And so what I'm telling you is that there might be things in your life that were mentioned to you, that were brought to your attention when you were younger, that have influenced your life throughout the entirety of your life that you probably need to take a look at. A verse that goes hand-in-hand with this is something you probably don't think about. I've heard lots of Christians quote this over their children. I've heard lots of Christian teachers quote it, pastors quote it, and they're all right. There's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. This verse tells us that if we train up a child in the way that he should go then when he's old he won't leave it in other words he'll come back he'll continue with his training that he got when he was a child now this is absolutely true this is absolutely true in fact I cling to this verse with my children and my children both have relationships with the Lord I trained up my children the way that they should go when they were young and when they got older they didn't leave that they came back to it and that's exactly what this verse means okay and that's true and it should be utilized to train up christian children to train up leaders to train up anybody who's young in anything to grow them in godliness however this verse proverbs 22 6 can also be applied to the natural it can also be applied to life outside of godliness what do i mean by that i mean if you are raised in a house where yelling is the norm then when you get older you will yell okay because you were trained up as a child in the way that you should do things and so when you get older that's how you do things this is a classic example of the law of first mention i've had people in my life who are very dear to me say that before they saw mine and Heath's example of a marriage they had given up on marriage my husband and I have a wonderful marriage in God both serving Christ and so the law first mentioned in those people's hearts was that marriage was bad and that it never works and it was fighting all the time and then of course God brought that to their mind showed them Our marriage and has changed their heart about marriage in general they were a victim of a wrong law of first mention I hope that you understand what I'm saying to you today if you have something in your life that you don't know why you continue to do this you don't know why you continue in a particular pattern my guess is that you have been trained up as a child in the way that you should go and when you are older you haven't left it because It became a law of first mention in your life. It applied to your life throughout your life and how it was first presented to you by whomever it was first presented to you is how you interpret it the rest of your life. So the law of first mention is really good for studying the Word of God, but it's also very good for helping you in your life. So I encourage you today to take a few minutes after you've watched this video and really be honest with yourself. Don't lie against the truth honest is there something that you continue to repeat over and over and over no matter how good things are no matter how bad things are no matter who you're with or where you are if there is ask god to show you where it became a law in your life where were you trained up to continue this way and in this pattern let him show you and then ask him to show you how to get out of it and that's the answer you need to get out of it and so pray and ask god to show you how to get out of it trust him that he will and go ahead and carry those steps out because it's only going to set you free more the bible says that the truth is what makes us free and so when the truth doesn't just have to be in the word it can be a word from god a rhema word a personal that manifests from God and that will set you free I know it has in my life it's made me free from lots and lots of bondage lots and lots of things that I've done wrong every time I find a pattern in my life over and over that I keep continuing the same behavior I go straight to God and I say okay what's my problem where did this come from how do I get rid of it and God is faithful every time he's waiting to show me I thought you would never ask it's like he says that And so he shows me and he says, okay, this is where it came from. This is why you act this way. This is what you think about it. And every time it breaks me down and it's not very long before I'm free of that and I can move on and I move on freer. And what's even better is that it's like my mindset changes to where I don't even understand why I behaved in the way that I previously behaved in. It's like it clears my mind completely. It renews my mind with the word of God. Well, anyway, I'm going to close this video for today. I hope you've enjoyed this little video on the Law of First Mention. Remember to sit down with God after I'm done and talk to Him about some repeated patterns in your life that are destructive. And ask Him where those came from. Who trained you to do that? How can you get out of it? And remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.